Hey there and welcome back to Eclectish, the podcast. I'm your host, Em, and today I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about none other than the third archangel in our, you know, archangel series. It is, of course, Saint Gabriel, the archangel, or also known as the guardian of Israel, or to some, the destroyer of Sodom. Also, by the way, before we even get started, last night I made sure to meditate with the help of a guided meditation of Archangel Gabriel, and his energy and sweetness was just incredible. He is such a gentle being. I would definitely recommend inviting him into your life for healing purposes. So yeah, let's get into it. Now, to begin with, a fun little fact for you that will set the tone for today's episode. The Archangel's name, Gabriel, literally translates to God is my strength. Now, let's begin by talking a little bit about his beautiful appearance. He's often depicted as very tall, as most archangels are, uh, probably around 12 feet tall or so, just like his comrade, Archangel Michael. He also tends to predominantly wear white and blue clothing, and he may carry multiple things in his hands, such as the following. Sometimes you will see that he's carrying a lily. This symbolizes purity, rebirth, and hope, all attributes that actually link this beautiful flower to Jesus Christ. You may sometimes see him carrying a horn slash trumpet. It's mainly for the purpose of indicating the Lord's return to earth. Third, a lantern, in order to not only illuminate, but also show God's perfection and constant guidance in times of darkness. Fourth, you may see him with a palm branch or just a branch from paradise in general. This mainly is to signify a victory, peace, triumph, and eternal life. Fifth, a scroll, which means profound knowledge and is really an indication of life being recorded by angels at that moment. Sixth, a mirror made of jasper with an X on it, which not only symbolizes the eternal and secret knowledge of the Lord, but also the X is mainly a symbol for the first letter of the Messiah's name in Greek, which begins with an X. And last but certainly not least, a spear. Now, spears typically symbolize not only power, but are mainly used in conflict against evil. Because yes, just like Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel is also about that life. (laughs) Now that I've given you an idea of what Archangel Gabriel looks like, you may actually be wondering, where did he come from? When was he first mentioned? And why? Well, Saint Gabriel is believed to have been mentioned first in the Hebrew Bible, and other older texts, you know, such as the book of Daniel, the book of Luke, and in Enoch 1. So we're going to go over each of those briefly to get a sense of what he does as the Lord's messenger angel. First of all, we're going to begin with the book of Daniel. If you don't know who Daniel is and why he wrote a book in general, let me abbreviate and say that Daniel was actually an honorable man of great knowledge with more so a princely lineage and lived around the time of 620 BC and 538 BC, right? He pretty much kept his faith and love intact. He lived in Jerusalem under the threat of by the king at the time, who was none other than King Cyrus, the great Persian, and was against the Jews at the time. Here, obviously terrified by not only the level of ignorance of the monarch, but also his violent nature, Daniel, after being exiled from Babylon, began getting loads of visions about what was to come. He saw many things that are pretty indescribable and quite frightening in general. And because of this, even though he was a man of regular prayer, pretty much at least, you know, three times a day, he, on top of this, began to ask God for help in order to not only interpret and comprehend the visions, but also gain some deeper knowledge about them. 
After hearing his pleas and ever-burning questions, the Lord actually decided that he would send his greatest messenger, which is Archangel Gabriel. I really want for you to picture this scene to its entire fruitfulness, so I'm going to be reading Daniel's description of the Archangel Gabriel as he appears before him for the first out of three times, right? He described him as, I saw a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold around his waist. His body was like chrysolite, his face shone like lightning. His eyes were like fiery torches. His arms and feet looked like burnished bronze and the sound of his voice was like the roar of a multitude. Of course, celestial beings most of the time are not really depicted as what may genuinely be their true nature. Also for the simple fact that they have long had the skills to change their appearance, to present their energy in different ways and manners. For example, in the movie Constantine, uh, the Archangel Gabriel is actually played by Tilda Swinton, a very much queer and very flexible individual when it comes to their gender identity. Because of his appearance, however, Daniel actually pales and faints at such a sight. Uh, however, luckily, he is revived and awakened from this by the touch of the Archangel. Here we also get a look into this being's really gentle and very understanding demeanor by simply the conversation that follows this fainting episode. Archangel Gabriel speaks and says, I have now been sent to you. From the first day, you made up your mind to acquire understanding and humble yourself to God. Your prayer has been heard. The prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me for 21 days. Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help. I have come to help you understand what is to happen to your people at the end of days. Here Daniel appears to faint once again and he tells that the archangel rose him to his hands and knees. He describes the situation as this. I was unable to talk. He touched my lips and I opened my mouth to speak. He then describes the last few moments between them where he says, when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. The archangel then goes on to say, do you know why I have come to you? Soon I must fight the Prince of Persia again. When I leave, the Prince of Greece will come. But I shall tell you what is written in the Book of Truth. No one supports me against these except Michael, your Prince." So yeah, that was a brief view of the power, <laughs> knowledge, and just in general, a brief peek into one of the sacred missions he completed in the Book of Daniel. So yeah, now let's move on to the Book of Luke. Here the Archangel Gabriel actually appears in the city of Nazareth in Galilee. Here, his mission was to basically deliver the message to a young woman of the name Mary. that She was going to give birth to none other than the, the Messiah, Jesus. Mary, who was a virgin at the time, couldn't really comprehend <laughs> how this was going to be possible when she really had never had intimacy with a man, not even her husband, Joseph. Because of this, the Archangel Gabriel responded by, you know, explaining in private detail how the ghost of the Holy Spirit was to overcome her and the Most High to oversee her. Then he also visited her husband, Joseph, whom obviously, you know, had had quite a bit of a internal conflict since the knowing of his wife's pregnancy, to which he had decided to keep quiet about so far uh, and really keep her in a private bubble, I guess, since he didn't want her name to be tarnished by the people and gossip. However, here, as he slept, uh, the Archangel Gabriel appeared to him and then whispered into his ear as he slept the following words. Joseph, son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call him Jesus, 
for he shall save his people from their sins. Simultaneously, in the book of Luke, the Archangel Gabriel really managed to fulfill his second mission totally, which was, you know, to be the bearer of good news about a promising pregnancy as well to none other than the priest Zechariah, who happened to be cousins of Mary. Here, while Zechariah was at a temple, which he worked in, he found himself completely alone until pretty much out of nowhere the Archangel Gabriel appeared before him. Of course, as is in any case where a celestial being allows themselves to be seen by a human, the priest Zechariah was filled with not only tremor but straight up fear at the sight of the Archangel, to which the Archangel noticed and spoke and said, do not be afraid. Here, as he stood next to the altar of the temple, he actually delivered a message from the Lord himself, which was the amazing news that Zechariah and his wife, Elizabeth, would in fact bear a child, a son, who would become none other than the famous John the Baptist. Now, Zechariah and Elizabeth had been fighting for years to be able to conceive a baby. However, they had also found out that sadly, Elizabeth was barren meaning she really couldn't have children. Of course, this had caused a great deal of pain and sadness. However, their love only strengthened with the pain. And their trust in God only grew despite the circumstances. Every day, Zechariah would go to the temple and, you know, in very quiet prayer, uh, would ask the God for his and his wife's sake to help them bring a baby into the world. For years, his prayers had gone unanswered. And because of this, you know, fear and disbelief had crept up on Zachariah. And so when the celestial being before him claimed such a miracle, he really couldn't allow himself to believe it, which is exactly why he then asked the messenger of the Lord, how do you know? To which the messenger, noticing the disbelief, actually replied and said, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. And sure enough, around six months later, it was physically confirmed that Elizabeth was in fact pregnant with her son John. Now, moving on to the last book of, you know, Enoch. In Enoch, things take a much more dramatic and very apocalyptic nature. This is very noticeable by the way that the archangels first described the scene at the time, which was just the end for the Nephilim, which were actually a category of fallen angels that had corrupted the earth by not only integrating beasts and giants that caused error and chaos, but then actually gave humans sacred knowledge that they really weren't ready for, (laughs) you know? And because of this, they used it for the purpose of committing wrong. Humans had learned by the Nephilims the art and use of weapons, uh, fornication, beautifying themselves, using magic, and actually learning astrology. And here the archangels bowed to the Lord, And we're actually sent on different missions, which I'm going to be talking a little bit more about in the next episode. However, Archangel Gabriel in particular was sent to do the following. God gave Gabriel instructions concerning the Nephilim and the imprisonment of these fallen angels. And and to Gabriel, said the Lord, proceed against the biters and the reprobates and against the children of fornication and destroy uh, the children of the watchers from amongst men. Send them one against the other that they may destroy each other in battle. Which actually he accomplished successfully. We are now coming to the end of the episode. And so in case you have become interested in working with Archangel Gabriel, 
here's some people, places, and things. He's actually a patronage over. Gabriel is actually the saint of messengers, obviously. Those who work for broadcasting and telecommunications, you know, such as radio and television, really, really gain some help when it comes to their jobs by working through Archangel Gabriel. And last but not least, he's also a patron of postal workers, clerics, diplomats, and stamp collectors. Uh, now, how does he actually help humanity? And what is his mission here? Um, if you're struggling with things such as, you know, healing the inner child or nourishing your spirit, creativity, inner power, confidence, putting your work out there, an imbalance of the sacral chakra, connecting with God, completing projects, etc., etc. Archangel Gabriel is very much here to help you get past these blocks. So yeah, also if you're going through like spiritual warfare, which is very prominent lately, or you need some sort of clarification of a vision or something, just like Daniel, then it wouldn't really hurt allowing Saint Gabriel, you know, the Archangel to aid you through this process in life. So yeah, that was the end of the episode. Uh, this one was more hefty and profound, which I kind of like. So I hope you did too. Uh, and come back to Eclectish for the next episode on Archangel Uriel, which I'm very excited about. And how he's also part of the pantheon of Archangels too. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you gained some great knowledge and wisdom. And I wish to see you back here. Send in loads of love and blessings and goodbye.